Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Wednesday morning here at Wax, and not too bad out there. In fact, a few places turn the air conditioning off. Nielsville, Black River Falls, it's only in the upper 50s in those places this morning. But uh, that'll change. We'll get back up into the 80s today. A little breezy out there, breeze out of the west. So uh, not bad as we take a look at what's going on in the world of agriculture this morning. The Wisconsin, well, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, that's the old milk marketing board, of course. They have uh, elected their, their new executive officer team, and we'll tell you who they are and uh, what districts they represent across the state. We've got uh, other farm news to take a look at, too. Some members of Congress want uh, want somebody to look into what's going on with China, trying to get involved up in North Dakota. Cisco Foods filing lawsuits against the big four meat packers. So uh, there are things going on in agriculture. we got fairs going on this week as well around the area, and uh, they'll get started with it today. A lot of fairs. We'll kind of open the gates today, Jill. Where are we going as far as fairs this week? Barron County, La Crosse County, and St. Croix County fairs are happening uh, this week. All right. So all those are coming up, and uh, I believe uh, they will have market animal sales and just all kinds of things going on as well at the, at the fairs of this week as, again, we take a look at the celebration of Wisconsin Women in Conservation this week. We'll talk about that as well, an activity happening around our area. So lots of things going on in the world of agriculture. We're getting ready for Country Jam as well. That's coming up. That will start tomorrow. It's summertime in Wisconsin. Lots of busy stuff to take a look at this morning. And uh, we will do that as we go along this morning. And then a lot of things we do have to take care of. So how's the calf crop? You got them weaned yet, or are you doing that at the Welke Land and Cattle Company? We actually pulled some cows that were slotted to go to the market, so mm-hmm. we pulled those cows and weaned those calves. And they're doing well. 
Ah, oh, they're a little noisy right now. I was going to say they're not bellering too bad, are they? <laughs> no, they're they're not too bad. Okay, so the system of the process does continue. All right, we're about four minutes before five o'clock. What's the weather look like? We'll tell you. Keep it at rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a quick check of our Skywarn 13 weather forecast brought to you by Mark Wart Motors. Hey, today is Wednesday and Mark Wart Motors invites you to their Lake Halley location. The food trucks are going to be there. Yep, every Wednesday at Mark Wart's Halley, Lake Halley location. They've got the food trucks there Wednesday all summer long from 11 to 2. So come on out, check it out, support the food trucks, and get yourself a good uh, good little meal. Today, partly sunny and breezy, high 83. Get down to about 66 tonight. Tomorrow on Thursday, 87, partly sunny. Friday, warming up to 89, partly sunny, a chance of showers later on. Chance of showers on Saturday, too, about 85, and then partly sunny on Sunday, about 81. Right now, it's 72. Speaking of country, Jam, this guy's coming. He'll be there Friday. Clay Walker, of course. He'll be there Friday night at Clay at uh, Country Jam. Clay Walker, seven fifteen Friday night. He'll be there just before Little Big Town wraps it up on Friday night. Hope to see you out at Country Jam. Uh, weather shouldn't be too bad, so uh, get out and enjoy it, especially over the evenings. Hey, it's about a minute after five. This is one hundred four point five FM WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The chief of the Uvalde, Texas school district could be out of a job before the weekend is over. CNN reports a source close to the discussions about Chief Pete Arredondo's fate said school board officials are expected to fire Arredondo when they meet on Saturday. Arredondo has been under relentless criticism since the May 24th mass shooting that killed 19 students and two teachers at Robb Elementary School. The House Judiciary Committee is set to take up legislation this week that would ban assault rifles. Texas State Senator Roland Gutierrez says all folks have to do is watch the video of the Uvalde school shooting to see how much damage they do. The full security cam video showing the massacre at a Texas elementary school is now out in the public. Officers can be seen running from the carnage. The CDC is recommending the two-dose Novavax vaccine. Brian Shook reports. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky endorsed the recommendation by an independent advisory panel on Tuesday. The company got nearly $2 billion as part of Operation Warp Speed to develop a vaccine. The decision now paves the way for over 3 million doses to be shipped out across the country. Netflix is looking to turn around declining subscription numbers with a cheaper ad-supported streaming package set to debut next year. The streaming giant said in a letter to shareholders that they will likely launch the plan around the early part of 2023. The price has not been revealed, but it's expected to be less than the most popular plan without commercials, which is a little over $15 per month. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, weather forecast shouldn't be too bad if you're going out to Country Jam or the fairs around the area, St. Croix, Barron, La Crosse Interstate Fair this week. 
Not too bad. Today, partly sunny, breezy. The breezes will switch out of the west as we go along today, about 83. And tomorrow, it'll be partly sunny and 87. Partly sunny to partly cloudy on Friday, with maybe some showers later on Friday, with a high of 89. That'll be the warm day of the next few. And then there is a better chance of showers on Saturday, with a high of 85. And then Sunday... Partly sunny and 81. Right now, it's cool in some places. Nielsville, Black River Falls, about 58. But Rice Lake's at 72. Medford's at 66. Wausau, 72. Marshfield, 69. Lacrosse, 76. Green Bay, 75. Madison, Sun Prairie at 76. Uh, I believe the Dane County Fair is going on this week down in that area. We'll see how... They get along down there. Last year, remember, they had to shut the fair down early because of problems with uh, some fights and things like that. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to have a fair down there. And Milwaukee right now is 78-72 in the Eau Claire-Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 72 right now, 83 the high today as we look at the markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, where we got the cash livestock? Choice fed beef steers are 135 to 148 and a half with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 144 with mixed at 90 to 130. Choice fed Holstein steers are 120 to 131 with selects at 86 to 116. Cows are 70 to 91 and a half, with bulls at 74 to 110. Butcher hogs are 81 to 108, with sows at 53 to 62. Boars are 15 to 36. New crop market lambs are a dollar to a dollar 10. Feeder lambs are a dollar 10 to a dollar 95. Ewes are 75 to 125, with small goats at 10 to 135 dollars. Medium goats are 140 to 262 dollars. Large goats are 120 to 360 dollars, with nanny goats at 35 to 245 dollars. And in the cattle and hog markets at the Mercantile Exchange, the futures market, cattle prices were higher, but the hogs were mixed. August live cattle 135.72. That was up a dime. October cattle 141.10 up a half a dollar. December 146.75 up 60. February also up 60 at 51.60 at 151.60. Feeder cattle higher too across the board. August 178.75 at the close up 207. September feeder cattle 181.80 up 237. October 184.57 up 225. November 186.50 up 197. January at 186.82 up a dollar 95. Lean hawk carcass contracts they were mixed. August at 112.82 up 70. October at 94.50 up 12. December 85.67 that was down a nickel in February at 88.75 that was down 27. Board of trade prices were mostly lower during the day trade yesterday as uh, chances for some rain out in the Western Corn Belt and a stronger dollar had the markets weaker. And overnight, 
mostly weaker as well. December corn down another nickel, sitting at five ninety a bushel this morning. Oats at four sixty one. December wheat did go up seven cents overnight, sitting at eight thirty five this morning. November soybeans down thirteen at thirteen forty five. Meal down four dollars and sixty cents a ton on that October contract. $388.40. Cheese unchanged. Barrels 201 a pound. Blocks 197.5. Butter down 2.5, 294 a pound. July class 3 down 1 at 22.54. We had August up 17 at 20.46. September and October both, both down 13 as September 20.44. October now below $21 at 20.95. And November also dropped below $21, down 16 at 2087 That's the way the early morning markets look this morning. We'll refresh that and a whole lot more as we go along this morning. About 10 minutes after 5, 72 degrees right now. We'll get into the low 80s today. A little breeze out of the west as well. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. This week on our Provision Partners update, we're going to talk to Josh Scholner, and Josh is a agronomist down in the Hickston Mill. And uh, Josh, here we are visiting at Farm Tech Days, but uh, I know you'd rather be out in the field because there are some things going on. What are you seeing out there of concern now? Well, at this time of year, Bob, we're out checking on a uh, bean crop. Uh, we've got a, a great bean crop that's coming along. Uh, currently, we're, we're looking for some of that, that leaf dis- issues or leaf diseases and insect pressure that uh, come on this time of year. Are you finding any? Uh, yes, uh, we're, we're definitely finding some, uh, some early uh, leaf diseases come on, some frog eye spot. Um, on the corn right now, the, the big to- topic is the uh, tar spot. And uh, tar spot has been an issue the last couple years in our region. But this is a little earlier than last year, isn't it? That is correct. Uh, so we've been seeing on, on all the uh, the data that is generated through the state of Wisconsin that uh, we're definitely seeing some tar spot moving from the south of the state, moving north. Um, proper timing for putting on some fungicides would be before you see this disease coming this far north. Um, so, yeah, we've been really active putting down uh, fungicides on corn and, and soybeans. So we're just getting going on beans, but uh, corn, we've been full stretch here for about a week now. So don't wait. Take some action because that tar spot did cause a lot of problems. That photosynthesis is gone. It's a problem. That is uh, most definite. You know, tar spot comes in itself. Um, when you have tar spot that is on the plant, it's actually going to cause the effect of other diseases to be much worse. So anytime that you can keep that plant healthy and keep things moving within the plant, the sort of photosynthetic process keeps that plant healthier longer, better yield. So you put it on before you see it, but... How much of it are you seeing already, and and where? So tire spot right now has not been physically seen in our region right now. I'm not saying that it's not here. So the the story is is that once you see tire spot, it's almost too late. So you got to be proactive, be out there before. All the indicators from the state of Wisconsin right now is is that we have it here in the state. It is being inoculated. We just haven't seen the symptoms, which are those little black pustules or those nodules that will actually come in later on the season. So. The, the thing is, is that we need to get this, this uh, you know, fungicide down now um, before we actually see those those lesions come up here. In a, you know, it could be weeks or, or days even. Now, is this a, something that will, will carry over or will it move uh, environmentally? You know, tar spot has, has been in within the state uh, for a number of years. We haven't really seen it come to this northern, you know, region of the state. Um, the last two years have been uh, really bad years for tar spot. You know, we saw, you know, 100 bushel yield loss on some of these cornfields. Um, so 
it's something it seems that's here to stay. Um, it, it's it's here in the ground. Obviously, it moves from the south to the north as well. Um, proper you know conditions make this thing really blow up. Um, you know, dewy mornings with lots of heat. You know, we're inoculating these crops. So be proactive. Let's get a fungicide down. And again, take us back to the uh, the soybeans. What did you say? Frog, 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 uh, yeah. frog spot. Frog, yep, it would be a frog eye leaf spot. Um, it has definitely been being seen. Um, we've got some other bacterial blights that are, are showing up on, on beans. Um, just a great time right now when you start getting into this R3 stage, you know, so your first pod sets, you know, flower, getting a fungicide down with an insecticide. So uh, be proactive on that, you know, with what we've got for a, a crop this year with our inputs. You know, we need to protect all the inputs that we do have out there. And, of course, we always talk about, and we, unfortunately, the recently, about shortages. Can we get it? What about these fungicides? Are they available? We do have fungicides available at ProVision Partners right now. Um, so we have got, you know, numerous, you know, products that are available from different companies. So, you know, there's there's many companies that obviously offer, you know, multi-faceted you know, fungicides, you know, so we have plenty of, of product at our access. Much of a waiting line to get it on? There actually is. So one thing that we're doing this year is that ProVision Partners has got drones that are flying this, this product on. So we're... Uh, we're actually able to fly this on. You know, in the years past, people have used helicopters, airplanes, um, a little bit more tedious because some of our smaller, you know, fields and uh, some of our topography with, with trees and power lines, um, we're able to put this stuff down more precisely. And, uh, yeah. This that was my question. With the drones, we can get closer to the crop. So we're being more economical oh, yes. with the spray versus a plane or helicopter. That is correct. You know, so these these little drones are flying out there. You know, they're they're staying a few feet right off the crop, more precise on their application. Uh, you can get into smaller nooks and crannies where you know a chopper or, a, or an airplane on a fixed wing plane could not get into. So um, this is technology. It's available that uh, is just new to us in this region. So it, this is going to be exciting going forward uh, to have this kind of a, an application process available. So there it is. The warning, it's out there. Tar spot, frog eye, what do they call it? Frog eye leaf spot. Frog eye leaf spot in the soybeans. If you don't know what it is, want it more explained, give Josh a call. Josh Shoulder down at the Hexton Mill for Provision Partners Cooperative. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 72 degrees. We've got about 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. And we've got some farm news to take a look at. We'll do that here in just a moment on WAC. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. A lot of land comes with a lot of work. The Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer. Part of their under 100 horsepower tractor lineup is rated number one for reliability. They feature the versatility to mow, move hay bales, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. Visit Chili Implement in Chile today for all your equipment needs. They're west of Marshfield on 8th, then south on Y. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hi, right, Joe, what's going on in the world of agriculture this morning? Farmers have finally gotten some good news when it comes to fertilizer. Earlier this week, the International Trade Commission voted against putting import tariffs on urea ammonium nitrate from Russia. That decision came about after farm groups and members of Congress lobbied the hard against a decision earlier by the International Trade Commission to allow those tariffs on nitrate fertilizer. Nitrate fertilizer prices have gone down since the planting season, 
are still three to four hundred dollars more than a year ago. Some members of Congress also want the Committee on Foreign Investment to dig a little deeper into a proposed Chinese land purchase and food manufacturing plant in North Dakota. The plan involves 370 acres on a 25 million bushel corn wet milling plant near Grand Forks. The $700 million plant would employ over 200 people and would be at the Fufing Company's first venture in the United States. The senators want a full investigation on whether such a deal would have any implications regarding our national security. They also want USDA officials added to the committee since so many of these recent deals have involved agriculture. And there's also uh, members of Congress working on a bill right now that would prevent China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, some of those countries that are less than friendly to the United States and have a different agenda from even buying property in the United States. So we'll see which comes first, kind of the chicken or the egg. Will that law pass and prevent China from doing this? Or is China going to be able to come in and buy that land and put up that plant? We'll wait and see. Coming up, we're going to hear from uh, John Schutzke. John is a, well, an engineer, an ag engineer down in Madison. Talk to our Allison Lund about, uh, well, dealing with machinery this time of the year, you know, preventing fires and equipment maintenance and all that stuff. You know how we can get some of that uh, corn shocks stuck in the tractors and all that sort of stuff, and then choppers and in the combines. So uh, machinery maintenance coming up on WAX. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now is the time to start thinking about farm safety before harvest jumps on us. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. John Schutzke is a farm health and safety specialist with UW Extension and a professor in biological systems engineering. He's also well-versed in farm machinery, fire prevention, and safety. John tells us more about the fire dangers that arise with machinery. The most fires and also the most costly fires happen on the bigger harvesting equipment. That could be a forage harvester and most definitely combines because with a grain combine, you usually are talking about things that are quite dry. It's very desirable to combine a a dry crop. Um, And the causes in many cases include, well, we have to look at two things. We have to look at like what is the material that first gets ignited. In the case of any harvester, it's most often crop residue. The crop residue can obviously is flying around. We're in the middle of a dry crop. And so that's probably the biggest one. One of the things that we know also is that many times these crop residue fires then end up transmitting into a fuel line or maybe they find some oil that's leaked out from an engine compartment or an engine area. And if that happens and if we get a tire involved, a rubber tire, you know, on a big piece of machinery, it's almost always going to be a total loss. The causes are many. Um, A big cause, obviously, when you're operating a big, you know, hundreds of horsepower machine through the field, you're necessarily generating a lot of heat. And so it's that heat from the engine. It could be an exhaust manifold, a muffler, even just the engine surfaces themselves. And a big one is turbochargers. If you have a turbocharger and and it is close to proximity to dry crop material or, again, leaked out, oil or other types of petroleum product, or if you have something like a hydraulic hose rupture, you have an inferno. So there are a lot of different things. Anytime we bring 
a fuel source close to a heat source on a harvester, we're going to have a fire. I should also say, Allison, that it's not just harvesters. Occasionally, we will see tractor fires, although they're probably not as common as that dry harvest condition that we see here in Wisconsin. So it sounds like crop residues and heat are really the perfect combination for this type of situation. Is there anything else that can pose a fire threat? Yeah, I know we talked a little bit prior. Um, uh, one of the things that happens from time to time, and I think the industry has done a good job of remedying this to some extent, but the other thing that can happen, I think we've all experienced this like in our cars or pickup truck where you have, you blow a fuse. And in some cases on a large piece of machinery, if you are blowing fuses or circuit breakers or you have any type of electrical issue, for example, if you see lights flickering or you have an intermittent short circuit, we do know that electricity uh, flowing, you know, current moving through the wires on a large combine can, in fact, arc and cause a fire because of the high heat when you have the resistance from, a again, a, a worn wire uh, perhaps somebody has put in too big of a fuse because they keep blowing that fuse. So electrical fires are not terribly uncommon. Um, electrical fires are difficult because sometimes it's really tough to diagnose where the problem is. And one of the things that I always recommend, unless you're a, a guru with you know electrical circuits and you really understand how your combine is wired, and where all those sources are that you could potentially be having a short circuit or other type of damage, you probably need to see a dealer or a mechanic who can diagnose the, the electronics and the electrical parts of your system. So, yeah, elect- electricity can be a, a cause of fire. Well, and that can be a scary situation. And, you know, so many people might think this isn't going to happen to me, but how prevalent are these fires? You know, that's a really good question. We Currently, we don't have great data. Um, I do, because I've done a lot of work historically going back more than 30 years, I've looked at about 12,000 burned machines. So anytime, anytime somebody has a combine catch on fire, they go to Google and they find me and, and I learn about it. So it does seem like, like I get reports of a lot of these fires. We don't have a good sense right now of how many machines burn in the field. I can tell you this, Allison, if I go back uh, 10 or 20 years, there were particular makes and models of combines, especially combines, that during their lifetime probably had a 20 to 50% chance of literally burning to the ground. And I guess I want to I want to commend the machinery industry because they really have done a great job of thinking about the electrical system, thinking about making sure that everything is well protected. If you're running wires, uh, you know, a, a big combine has got a lot of electricity, a lot of electrical and electronic components. So they've done a great job of running wires through conduits, uh, protecting them from like rodent damage and wear. And I think our machinery industry has also done a great job of eliminating the like horizontal surfaces where you would tend to collect more crop residue. And then they also have done a great job of moving a lot more air. These big machines generate a ton of heat. So you need to move that heat out. So the fan systems and the cooling systems are much better designed than they were a couple of decades ago. But in terms of the prevalence today, I would hope, I would say that the number is probably uh, less than 5% chance in any given year. Um, for an individual machine. However, that probability increases dramatically if people are not paying attention to prevention.
And I'm glad that you bring up prevention. What are some of those measures that farmers can be taking now in the off season, but also regularly throughout the year to make sure that these fires don't happen? Yeah, great question. And and I think, you know, here we are in the month of July and, uh, you know, other people might be listening to this interview in, in August or another month. Like right now is a really great time window, especially when we look at harvesting equipment, right? Because we're typically talking about a lot of activity, a lot of activity in September, October and November. So here in the in the latter part of the summer, Making sure to go through that combine or that forage harvester with a fine-tooth comb. Again, if you have any concerns about electricity, if you've had arcing, if you've had um, lights flickering or some type of like unpredictable short circuits and you can't quite figure it out, it's really important that you get that fixed. The other thing is to go through your machine with uh, air compressor, uh, the right type of uh, protective equipment, safety glasses, and hopefully a dust mask, and get everything blown off, get all of those horizontal surfaces clean of crop residue. And then as you're cleaning off all that crop residue, the straw and the chaff and the plant material, also be looking for places where you might have a leaking fuel line or oil line or hydraulic system you know, some type of a, a leaking seal or a hole someplace or a, a connection that needs to be tightened because it's that combination, again, of the crop residue plus the liquid petroleum products that can really fuel a fire big time. And again, that's John Schutzke, Ag Engineer. Some awfully good advice there from John talking to our Allison Lund about, uh, you know, as we get closer to, closer to harvest and chaff and all the, you know, all the crop dust and residue. Make sure you get your machinery clean. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock a Wednesday morning. Hey, let's go to markets next. Rocky's going to join us from Premier. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning on a Wednesday at Wax. And we're going over to Highway 73 in the Withy Country. Talk to Rocky over there at Premier Livestock. How you doing, Rocky? Doing good. Just a beautiful morning out here. I was going to say, turn the air conditioner off and crack the windows and get a little more sleep. If you can do that, that'd be nice. <laughs> if you can do that, that's the optimum word. Hey, what's been going on so far over at, uh, over at the Livestock Sale Barn Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, uh, everyone. Uh, this is how yesterday's uh, special feeder cattle auction shaped up. We sold 550 head of feeder cattle. Uh, market was steady. New crop beef calves mostly 140 to $2 a pound. Your heavier yearlings from 130 to 175 Most of the Holstein steers, all weights, all classes, from $1.15 to $1.60. Uh, we had a nice run of bred beef cows and cow-calf pairs. Most of them better quality ones, bringing 1100 to 17 and a quarter. Uh, beef Beef breeding bulls, we sold over 40 beef breeding bulls, and they sold up to 2250 uh, Next special feeder cattle auction will be coming up August 2nd. Call the pre-consign those. Uh, today, Wednesday, 9.30, we got our hay auction, 11 o'clock a.m. Got a really, really nice lineup for our dairy cattle auction. Uh, we got two herd dispersals. Herd number one, we got 70 Holstein tie stall cows, 80-pound average, 150 on the sell count. They're all sire ID'd. They're all on tests. They're going to be uh, six. 60 years of AI breeding. Nice herd of cows there. Herd number two, we're going to have 35 crossbred cows. They're going to be housed in a freestall, tie stall milked. Uh, very nice young cows there. Also some nice straight jerseys in that herd. Um, 
several loads of reputation parlor freestall cows from some of our top consigners. Uh, we're uh, expecting some very, very nice spring and heifers also from some of our best consigners. Uh, all these consignments uh, with pictures are on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget now we are taking consignments for our uh, summer machinery auction on August 26th. So that's the way it shaped up, Bob. Hey, Rocky, I don't want to get into a political discussion or anything like that, but do you ever hear discussion around the sale barn? You know, they're talking about these big four packers and are they conspiring to hold down beef prices and hold down the slaughter so that the supplies are such that demand and prices will go up? Do you ever get involved in much of that conversation or folks talk about that around the barn much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, we kind of know some of that's probably happening. Yeah. Just, uh, way, way that we can combat it, the problem. But I think it's just everybody's got to figure out how we can get more competition. That's the biggest thing we need. Do you hear much about uh, some folks? You hear different stories about uh, what this big plant, what out by, where is it going to go? Rapid City, someplace like that. Uh, do you hear anything about the progress of that? I have not. I have not. But uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff we need. That's That's for sure. Yeah, we'll see. That's for sure. Do you hear anything of that's beef? Do you hear much about any uh, increase in packers for uh, hogs? No, have not. Yeah, I haven't heard much of that either. All right, thanks, Rocky. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. As we take a look at the markets this morning, we should probably take a look at the weather because we've got a lot of things happening. Fairs getting started today, tomorrow. We've got Country Jam, and we've got some old pulls and all kinds of stuff going on. So what's the weather going to be like? And our weather on wax this morning brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13, and uh, what she looked like, Mike, the rest of the week. <laughs> I hope it's not that bad that he doesn't want to tell me. but uh, Oh, sorry, oh, I just got here, Bob. <laughs> oh, you just got here. All right. All right. Well, just put on the headphones. Oh, you just put on the headphones. Well, I was talking about all the things going on with all the fairs, uh, Barron and St. Croix and all kinds of lacrosse fairs and country jam, all kinds of things going on. What have we got to look forward to from here through the weekend? Well, we've got uh, some showers that we may have through the mid-morning, but then clearing out later this afternoon and seeing more sunshine. And, well, we'll be a little cooler than yesterday. We'll still have some of that humidity hanging around. Uh, with our temperatures getting into the low to mid-80s, dew points mostly hanging out around the mid-60s. Mid-60s is what we're expecting for our overnight lows tonight with mostly clear conditions. And this will set up a good bit of sunshine for tomorrow. It will be warmer getting into the mid to upper 80s. little less humidity to deal with, but if you are heading to Country Jam or any uh, state fair, anything outside tomorrow, make sure to drink a good bit of water. Mostly clear tomorrow night with temperatures in the low 60s. Friday brings us a slight chance at a couple showers here and there in the afternoon, but otherwise starting off with mostly sunny conditions. Upper 80s for our highs. Some of us may even get into the low 90s. Otherwise, Saturday brings us another chance at some showers as well. A little bit more cloud cover and a little cooler mid-80s for our highs. And Sunday, that's when things start to more even out around average as far as our temperatures. Low 80s on tap for the first part of next week. And uh, bring us a couple chances at some showers on Monday and Tuesday. But for now, 
Looking at partly to mostly cloudy conditions and a temperature of 71 degrees in Eau Claire. A little warm to start the day. Yeah, it is. What, someplace like Nielsville and they're in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're going to have more cloud cover today, too. and uh, Or I should say it'll hold on to the cloud cover a little longer. and So not really going to warm up too much today out that way, either. Did you get to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair at all? Y- you better believe it. I went Saturday and saw Charlie Barron's. How'd you like that? Oh, my God. He was talking about meteorologists, too. Uh-oh. And, uh And so, you know, he was uh, he was saying, like, you know, being a meteorologist has got to be one of the hardest jobs because when the weather is good and they get it right, nobody ever's like, oh, you know, good job, you, you got it right. But when they're wrong, they hear all about it. And oh, like, that's, oh. not, that's not the way people are, is it? No. But, <laughs> um, but uh, it was funny when he, was, he said something like, did the, did the weatherman get it right today? And I, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you stood up and was heard. That was a yes. good thing. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. There goes Mike Dandry in the weather room taking a look at the weather on Wax. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock and things going on around our area, courtesy of Morgan McCarthy this morning. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, guys. All right. What's going on? Anything exciting? Well, that's one word you could use to describe (laughs) it, I suppose. But from the newsroom, we're going to keep those headlines pretty close to our area to start. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know it'll be probation and community service for one of the UW-Eau Claire students who threatened a revolution last spring. A judge yesterday sentenced 20-year-old Alexander Bartel for his role in a threat case from April, saying that he and a friend were bored and took it too far when they threatened an armed revolution targeting Republicans in Eau Claire. He made the threats on an anonymous social media app. The judge says if Bartel completes his community service and doesn't commit any new crimes, the terror charges against him will be dismissed. Looking into other headlines from the Stevens Point area, a lie and rumor spread on Facebook caused some problems for police and for a downtown business. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster brings us more. That rumor claimed that five girls had been drugged and kidnapped from the club and put into sex trafficking. Assistant Police Chief Mike Rodier says it was obviously false, but that didn't stop people from reposting it. you put that out on a on a public site, that's going to gain traction, and and it can be a huge waste of time of our resources at the police department. That's the bigger issue. Rotter reminds people not to spread obvious rumors and contact the police department about any incidents they know directly about, not just rumors. I'm John DeMaster. Oh, when you go into the ballot box this fall, you might not come out with that I voted sticker. In fact, all across our state, we could see a ballot shortage this year. Election managers in the state say there's a shortage of paper that could make it tough to find ballots and that I voted sticker that people love to put on their shirts. Elections Commission Administrator Megan Wolf last week said they are keeping an eye on the supply to try to get ahead of any problems. Some local elections clerks say they've already ordered extra just to make sure there are enough on hand. Well, it was triple uh, six digits on the midway. Big crowds for the Northern Wisconsin State Fair this year. And Rusty Volk, the manager there, said that this year's crowd was just as big, if not a little bit more than last year's. So definitely into some big fun on the midway. And, of course, that extra day helped to boost the funnel cake attendance as well. And the latest installment of Shark Week. Well, we're going to need a bigger boat if you like to watch the ocean. It's coming this weekend. Discovery is going to show viewers the waters off of South Africa, Tahiti, the Bahamas, and more while examining the ocean's most well-known predators. 
Actors Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Tracy Morgan are set to be part of the week-long festivities that begin on July 24th. The schedule of 23 new specials totals 25 hours of viewing. I'm Mark Mayfield. And away from the ocean and back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show. We're live local and with you on Wax 104.5. Oh, it's going to start already. The elections are fraud. This, uh, we, don't, we don't have enough ballots. Start oh, again. I, I don't think Lord. it ever ended, right? Oh, I know it. It's That's ongoing. True. still going on with that. Who needs wow. soap operas in the afternoon, right? Jeez, I guess so. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom, and uh, we've got markets to get to, but uh, we're going to take a look at some more of our farm news this morning before we get to those markets. And, Jill, what else are we seeing going on in agriculture? More people are weighing in over concerns of price fixing by the big four meat packers in this country. Cisco Foods, the country's largest food distributor, has filed such a lawsuit in Texas. Cisco is charging that Tyson, JBS USA, Cargill, and National Beef got together to suppress the number of cattle slaughtered in this country since 2015 in order to drive up beef prices. A similar lawsuit was filed in 2020 by grocery stores, ranchers, and wholesalers in Minnesota. Earlier this year, the Justice Department began looking into price-fixing charges against the big four, but nothing has yet come of that investigation. Governor Tony Evers has declared this week Wisconsin Women in Conservation Week. The idea is to recognize the growing influence of women owning and managing land across the state, as well as to thank women who have made historic contributions to conservation as professionals and educators. There will be a happy hour events across the state this week to observe female efforts in conservation. And around our area, tomorrow there will be an observance at the Eau Claire Mondovi area at Together Farms from 5 until 7. Yeah, you'll have to Google the location of uh, Together Farms, but uh, you're invited. Don't have to be a woman to attend that. It's a celebration of women in conservation. But again, that'll be from uh, 5 until 7. And uh, the uh, Wisconsin, well, dairy farmers of Wisconsin, the old milk marketing board, they have, uh, well, realigned their executive board, so to speak, as they always do. And Janet Clark is the new board chair. The uh, second-generation dairy farmer is from the Rosendale area, representing District 16 from Fond du Lac, Green, and Marquette County. So, uh, again, Janet Clark is the new board chair of dairy farmers of Wisconsin. And we've got markets to get to, and, uh, well, Jill, let's get at it. Where do where do we want to go first? Let's go over to Altoona Equity and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar twenty to a dollar thirty eight. We had a top of a dollar thirty nine and a half. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar eighteen to a dollar thirty seven. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar twenty five to a dollar thirty one. We had a top of a dollar thirty two and a half. Choice Holstein steers one fourteen to one twenty four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar thirteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy four to eighty three. We had a top of eighty five. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty three to seventy three. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty two and down. Organic market on two. Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1 to $1.14. We had a top of $1.16.5. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 99 and down. 
Cold bulls sold from 85 to a dollar five. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to 170 dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from 60 dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 90 to 240 dollars per head. We do sell organic cattle at the Altoona market here on Tuesdays. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, July 29th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim. You have a great day, too. We'll continue with our markets on wax as we look at the markets. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you, and don't forget it, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales of Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Keeping it rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, about 14 minutes before 6 o'clock in, 71 degrees, about 83 today, partly sunny, a little breezy out of the west, and... Let's get a little breeze out of the east right now, shall we? That means Jerry Fitzgerald from the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. How you doing, Jerry? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. We're doing good. Uh, looks like it's going to be a little cooler today, so that'll be a little better for moving livestock, etc., and for the people. So, But I know uh, yesterday there were certain areas, uh, I'm sure, in the listing area that uh, got a lot, well, maybe a lot, of, a lot of rain, but some rain. We got uh, a few little sprinkles, but, uh, well, I don't know. There's something on the radar this morning. I am... No, so. Maybe it's an ident- unidentified flying object. <laughs> over, there in, well, over there in your part of the country, the mafia might be sending something up that uh, we better take uh, a look yeah, at. You, you never know what's going to happen with some of those people, you well, know. Well, that is for sure. Well, what's been happening at the sale barn over there in Stratford so far this week, Jer? All right, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning everyone. And a well, summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Stratford. First of all, on Tuesday, we do sell organic market cows every Tuesday, and good quality, high-yielding, certified organic cows yesterday were at 105 to 125, uh, low-yielding organics, 104 and below. Organic market bulls, they're selling from 118 to 125. Now, we'll get back to the conventional-type cows. Uh, uh, those are on a weaker trend this week. Uh, Higher-yielding uh, Holstein and beef cows on yesterday's auction, selling from 70 to 80, topping at 82. Uh, most of the cows uh, this week so far on yesterday's auction, selling from 55 to 69. Uh, thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 55. On the bull trade, uh, regular bulls selling mostly from 95 to $1.05. Lighter bulls, 95 and below. Uh, into the uh, calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves this week, mostly steady, selling from from uh, 100 up to 190 uh, earlier in the week. Heifer calves, pretty limited demand so far this week, 50 and below. Beef calves, good demand, 175 to 350. Uh, we did see a top on those on Monday at 395. And uh, most of our fed cattle are sold today, so we'll have a report on those. To 
tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's report. Anyway, today and Wednesday, like I said, we are at uh, we get started here this morning at ten o'clock. Full marketing day here in Stratford. We sell, of course, conventional market cows, fat cattle, bulls, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, feeder cattle sale today. We got a nice lineup of feeder cattle. Uh, we will have some bred beef cows and also some breeding bulls, uh, beef bull, beef bulls as part of that feeder sale today. And looking ahead to next week, uh, next feeder cattle sale. Uh, will be uh, a special bread beef cow sale. Actually, that'll be in two weeks. Wednesday, August 3rd, we have a special bread beef cow sale here at Stratford. Taking consignments for that already. We do have uh, several cows consigned for that already. And our next dairy cattle auction will be next Tuesday, July the 26th. So, uh, continues a busy week, but uh, shouldn't be a real toasty day for moving livestock, so what are we supposed to get today, Bob, 80? About 83, so not bad. A little breeze out of the west, so it should be nice with partly sunny conditions, and uh, you enjoy it, we'll talk to you in the morning. You bet. Thank you. You and Jill have a good day. All right, there he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn this morning. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's take a look at the, the rest of our markets brought to you by Andy's Ag Service, uh, Synergy Co-op. As we take a look, first of all, at the Board of Trade, markets were lower yesterday. Chances for rain in some of the major growing areas, a stronger dollar. And uh, August crude oil, by the way, finished a dollar and a half higher yesterday, $104.10 a barrel. All right, December corn. After being down yesterday, down another nickel overnight, December corn this morning. At 590, the oats at 461. December wheat up seven at 835. November soybeans down 13 at 1345. And the October meal price down 460 a ton, $388.40. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at 596 with soybeans at 1445. Doomer's Grain of Holman's corn's at six fifty seven and soybeans are at fourteen eighty seven. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump, the corn today is six forty eight a bushel at Baldwin, six oh three with the beans fourteen thirty nine. Durand and Mondovi have soybeans at fourteen thirty four with the corn at Durand five ninety eight, Mondovi six oh three. Elmwood, the corn is six oh eight with the beans fourteen thirty nine. At Fall Creek, we're at corn five eighty eight, beans fourteen twenty four, and Osseo six oh eight on the corn, fourteen forty four on the beans. Out at Elk Mound, six oh eight on the corn, fourteen seventy nine for soybeans. Sparta six forty three and fourteen ninety three. Ellsworth five eighty three and fourteen twenty four on the soybeans. And at the ethanol plants, corn Boyceville six fifty two, Stanley six fifty five, New Richmond six fifty. Cheese unchanged, barrels 201, blocks 197.5, butter down 2.5 at 2.94. July class 3 down a penny at 22.54, August up 17 at 20.46. September and October both down 13, September 2044, October 2095, November down 16 at 20.87. That's a look at the, the way the markets look this morning right here on Wax, brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About seven minutes now before six o'clock. And Jill, some things going on around the area today. It's fair season. It is fair season. Up in Rice Lake at the Barron County Fairgrounds, they're weighing in their animals, their meat animals this morning. And that fair will get started and go through the weekend with an array of things. They're having horse pulls and they're having tractor pulls up there. 
horse races and draft horse shows and you name it. It's going to be busy. Busy fair, busy fair. Um, also, La Crosse County Fair is happening starting today and going through the weekend with St. Croix County Fair is going on starting up today and going through the weekend. And they also have tractor pull Friday night and they have horse pulls later on in the weekend. Yeah, don't forget Brent Wink. Our buddy Brent Wink will be uh, slinging burgers. I believe that's tomorrow at the uh, KC Knights of Columbus uh, food stand. And then he'll be announcing that tractor pull on Friday night. But in between, he will be with us on Friday morning with our program covering the crops from uh, Winfield United. Quick check of our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Markward Motors. Don't forget, Markward Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out, markwardmotors.com, or just drive through the lot. Not a bad day today, partly sunny, a little breeze out of the west. High should be 83. Tonight down to 66. Tomorrow, partly sunny and 87. As the fairs continue, Country Jam gets underway. Should be another good week, 71 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.